This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. Um, today on the show, we are going to be talking about life purpose and specifically um, looking at what are some of the parts of life purpose that are really helpful and supportive of us being more deeply connected to who we are and what we want to do, and what are some of the parts of the concept that lead us astray. And maybe have us looking for things that um, we can't actually really find. So we wind up being dissatisfied um, through looking for more satisfaction. So specifically, I'm asking the question is, what is your life purpose really? And a lot of people um, will talk about this. And sometimes people talk about it almost like it's um, y- your fate or your destiny, meaning that you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to discover your life purpose and it's going, everything is going to just fall right into line because that is what it is that you are meant to do. And when people don't have that um, or they are not feeling connected specifically to that kind of feeling in their career, they might feel like, wait, I don't have a life purpose and um, I'm, I'm missing something, right? So, um, you know, the thing that I think is really important about um, our life purpose is that it is actually the easiest way to say it and the clearest way to say it, in, in my opinion, is that it is a full expression of who it is that we are. So the expression of our whole self and um, being connected with our life purpose is really more of a process or a journey than it is a destination and that we are continually deepening into our ability to express and uh, manifest from the deepest um, part of ourselves, the, the most whole part of ourselves. Um, so it's less important that we, uh, we know exactly what it is and more important that we connect with, um, sort of the connect with who we are, that, that we are able to settle into the truth of who we are. Okay. I think it's really important to note that there's absolutely no way to be disconnected from our life purpose completely, right? We can either be aware of it and get a lot of joy and satisfaction and meaning from kind of having an understanding of our our life purpose, but we are 
it's impossible to live a life and to be ourselves and to go about our day to day and have it be completely disconnected with the intention or with the purpose of who we are because um, we just naturally express ourselves. We naturally create from who we are. Um, it's just whether we are doing that intentionally um, and we're doing that creatively we're doing that in ways that really satisfy us or whether we're not, whether we're sort of at uh, cross purposes with ourselves or we are um, creating in ways that are very challenged or, or painful or um, awkward. Right. So I like, just want to dispel right off the bat, dispel, dispel this idea that we can ever completely be without a purpose just by breathing and being there is a sense of purpose fullness in that okay and um to build on that um one of the things that i say in my um in my make it happen guide is whatever you want or that you dream of it's like that that you can have that that that's in you that that is a natural expression of who you are that is an expression of your purpose so what i'm saying there is that that dream that thing that you believe is so far in front of you or outside of you is actually just a manifestation of your own internal longing that means that there's an a natural alignment that's there between your own longing and the deep truth of your purpose that those are not different from each other. Um, even if uh, one looks a little bit different or sounds a little bit different or we can't see how they line up, there's actually a very, um, there's a very, really great amount of synergy between them. So uh, I think that just recognizing that our longing Instead of being something that is like, oh, I'm here and what I want is way over there, our longing is actually the thread or the, the connection to, um, to this sense of purpose. So I want to pay, I want to take a look at kind of some of the ways that we can work with this concept of, of life purpose, right? So if it is really about connecting to a deeper and truer aspect, um, of who you are, then anything that helps you connect to what is uh, more true about you and um, is a truer expression of you is going to help you connect with your purpose. And so there's something really beautiful about this because that means that no matter what you do, if you feel connected to it and you love it, it helps move you in that direction of meaning and significance and unfolding of your purpose. So if you love to bake cookies, that is going to move you in the direction of your life purpose, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with what you wind up making money from. Right. Just the same, if you like to walk in the woods, that it helps connect you to your life purpose. So anything, you know, as we're really, we're really starting to learn how to work with ourselves, anything that we are drawn to, that we enjoy, that we uh, love engaging with is going to help bring us into that place. Okay. So what you do is you pay attention to where you feel connected, excited, passionate, and positive, right? 
and and you move in that direction as much, much as possible. And what happens is, and I watch this all the time with clients, is you know they feel like they're stumbling around in the dark. Right. They feel like, oh, I did this little thing here. I did that there. Or, you know, if they're working on their business, it's like they feel like their business idea changed drastically from what they originally had thought about. And then all of a sudden they wake up one morning and they realize that they weren't actually as far away from their, uh, their truest intent as they thought they were. That all the little changes that they had made that they thought were so big, they were actually just navigating very closely around this one point. But when we're so engrossed in it, it seems like we are making these really wild vacillations when to an outside person, that's not really the case. To an outside person, they're just, they're just small adjustments. Okay, so um, even if you feel like you're stumbling in the dark, even if you feel like, oh, well, I'm over here and I'm doing this thing and I'm, then I looked over here and I thought, oh, maybe I want to, you know, become a writer or maybe I want to run off with the circus or whatever. You can feel like you're all over the map. But if you look at the core of why you love what you love or why you enjoy what it is that you're doing. Or, you know, what is really at the heart of it all? That's when you start to see, oh, okay, so there's a lot of ways that this can look on the surface. But deep down at the, at the heart of it, what really makes it juicy and interesting and engaging and all of that kind of stuff for me, what, what makes it that way is really consistent. And that leads me into a deeper understanding of the truth of who I am and then how that, you know, unfolds in my life purpose. So a lot of times what I have people do in order to get closer to what it is that they want to do is, is go to like find the, this heart. Whether it's their, their vision, what if like, you know, that, that question, if there's one thing you could change about the world, what would it be? Right. So I'm um, asking that question to get at the heart of what really motivates you more than anything else. Like a lot of things motivate us, but if we have to narrow it down to the one thing that motivates us the most, that helps us really get at our purpose, even if what we're doing on a daily basis might not be directly solving that problem, there is a correlation between those. Um, so let me give you an example there. So say on the big level, the thing that you really want to change about the world is that you really want to, you know, you believe that if everybody had good nutritious food, you know, then that would make such a positive difference in the world. You know that that's just something you feel incredibly motivated about, right? Well, you know, and then do you necessarily need to go out in order to live your life purpose, do you need to go out and personally distribute healthy food to every single person? No, you don't. Um, could you? Yes. But um, could you find other ways to do that? I mean, that could look like anything from educating people about nutrition to running a, a restaurant to operating um, a, a, a soup kitchen to volunteering at one. Right. To having work that's completely unrelated 
and then wind up donating money to a cause that you think is really significant and important. Right? It could come down to the way that you eat in your own home. It could come down to what, where you choose to shop. All of those things would contribute to that core, important um, vision that you have. Right? And that helps you feel aligned with your life purpose. But if I just think of it in simple terms, like I think it's really important for people to have healthy food and I need to directly make sure that they have food. Now I only have one real outlet for expressing this, this purpose, right? So it's, it's making sure that you're looking at the heart of it and how the heart of it and how many different ways can you express um, or 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 create from um, what it is that you think is most important. And similar to that kind of vision level of things is um, are, are the values. What is most important that you are bringing forth in the world that it are related to um, as it's related to your values? That also gives you this feeling of life purpose. Because you, you, there are things that you think are very important inside, you know, whether it's, um, you know, integrity or, or honesty or compassion. And the more that you express those in your life, the more that you feel that you, you have a life purpose. In fact, you can create a life purpose around just one of those things. You could create a whole life purpose around being as compassionate as possible. And you could be a real estate agent and you could, um, you know, have no, you know, no spiritual, uh, belief system at all that, um, espouses compassion. And you could make compassion center, um, to your life and your life purpose and find a myriad of different ways to do that. Right. So what I'm saying with that is break up some of the limitations. Um, so the rigid ways that you've come to think about life purpose and move into uh, that expression of the heart of what is really important to you and finding ways to prioritize that in everything that you do, re- regardless of if it's vocational or not. And that will give you a feeling of having life purpose, right? Kind of back to what it was that I was saying about paying attention to where you feel connected, excited, passionate, and positive. Both of those, both the vision and the values are things that, you know, when when you start to work on them, you would want to feel connected, excited, passionate, and positive about, right? And if you're not sure what they are, a really good way to clarify them or to get there is to is to start to do some of the things that make you feel connected or excited because that starts to generate insight and it starts to generate this new way of being in the world then that then helps you sort of see it on that more um, you know uh, expanded level okay so that that first tip there is about you know, paying attention not to what your mind has said is a life purpose, like a vocation or something like that, 
but really to what your heart is saying about what is most significant and important to you. And then how you can contribute to that in each and every aspect of your life. Okay? So that's the first tip around kind of reframing life purpose in your life. And we're already at the first commercial break. So we're going to take a break here. I believe I'm coming back after the hour with a guest. Um, we're going to do some coaching around life purpose. And so I will, um, I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about life purpose and specifically about reframing life purpose um, and making uh, the connection between life purpose and the truest and deepest expression of who we are, and then how is it that we go about both connecting to that and then manifesting that and creating that in the world. Right. So dispelling some of the ideas that this is something that we're looking for outside of ourselves and then connecting to the small ways that we can bring in more and more life purpose on a daily basis. And right now, um, we have a guest, um, Carrie. Carrie's, um, joining us, um, to, she's volunteered to get a little bit of coaching around life purpose. So Carrie, thanks for, thanks for coming today. Hello, you're welcome. Great. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit um, here and talking about life purpose. What is kind of an, an issue that you've noticed come up in your life um, around life purpose? Well, while I was listening to you, um, I realized that my life purpose over time has changed and shifted. I mean, it even go down to once a week, it can change and shift. Mm-hmm. And um, what comes up for me is how to stay centered 
and grounded in my core values for my life purpose while others, you know, present obstacles for you. Yeah. Great. So um, I love this topic because, um, yeah, it's, it's one part of the process is actually connecting to ourselves and understanding how to make choices that keep bringing us in this direction of um, being connected to our purpose. But then inevitably, we're going to be hitting some bumps along the way. And, um, and then what do you do? Like how, how do you, um, stay on track or get back on track if you, you get thrown off? So do you have a specific situation in mind, um, where, you know, you've sort of, you felt really connected to your, your purpose and then you felt like you were thrown off track? Well, mine, um, stems around my business. Um, I do run a wellness center and I really try to stay focused on providing for the clientele and giving, you know, all that I can give to them. But then it comes back to staff um, and challenges with staff and changes. So there's always like I'm trucking along and everything's going smoothly and then obstacle number one, then obstacle number two. And I feel like I get thrown completely off track and and just shaken up and then I go forward again but it it just seems to be consistent. Right. So specifically what I hear you saying there is that it, it's that uh, process of, um, you know, feeling like you're on track, feeling like you're, you know, kind of in alignment with yourself. And then when something happens, it sort of kind of creates a bit of like an anxiety response or a stress response. And then you start, you know, sort of scrambling instead of feeling that that groove or feeling that alignment. Is that correct? That is correct. I start second guessing, like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this my life purpose? Because just that Beautiful. little bit can throw me right off. Right, right, right. So I mean, that uh, first, I just want to highlight that because I think that that is such an important piece of information. Because one of the reasons that people get really confused around their life purpose is they think they have it. And then something happens. And then because of that, they start to say, well, maybe I was wrong, right? So maybe it should be easier if I'm connected to my life purpose. Or maybe these things that are happening are like signs that I'm not going in the right direction, that I should make some kind of an adjustment. Do you have those kind of thoughts? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So can you give me, um, um, like a scenario where this has happened, um, either in the past or, or more recently where, you know, what are those kind of obstacles that come up for you in, um, and describe a little bit about, you know, kind of what you mean, like how you feel when you are in alignment with your life purpose. And then, um, and then what happens, like what the events, event or events are, and then what happens, like then, you know, you say you start to doubt it, get like, bring us into the experience a little bit. Well, I guess when um, everything is going how I would like it to go, I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I'm in control, there's flow, um, and it just um, exudes out from me too, like the whole center's in flow. And then any little change, like um, a change in staff 
or a confrontation with staff, um, if I have to find a new staff member or I lose a staff member or I have to confront a staff member and it just becomes challenging when I guess really what it stems down to is it doesn't go the way I want it to go or expect it to go. And I just feel like, okay, um, I work really hard at what I do and I've been doing this for many, many years. Is it ever going to be just easy? Is it ever going to just right. flow completely? Right. Um, so that's right. where I get thrown off. So there's two different, very beneficial ways to work with this kind of dynamic. Um, one is to take a look at the reason um, that the situation is activating. And that is more of a personal take on it, which is when there is a change in staff or when there's a contra, um, um, what's that called? A conflict. <laughs> when there's a conflict, then, you know, what kind of core belief or what kind of negative story does that tap into? How does it trigger you? What does it, you know, bring up for you? Well, it brings up that I am not um, listened to or respected um, or I'm just, you know, not heard, really. Right. So so that's perfect. So not listened to, not respected, not heard, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what Carrie's getting at here is that these are wounds of hers that she's had um, that exist outside of her business, and that have probably come up in other areas of her life and at other times in her life, right? And would yes. you say that that's true, Carrie? Absolutely. Right. And so what, when that is one of the ways that we get challenged, right? So as much as we have this movement towards expansion, a movement towards what, how we feel connected and excited and positive and all of that kind of stuff, we have a counterforce or we have um, conflict with that based on our more limited stories. And our job in that is to care for ourselves. Right. So it's 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 giving ourselves what it is that we need. And in this case, the desire to be heard and respected, I would turn around and say, are there any ways that in these situations you are not listening to yourself and you are not being respectful of yourself? Yes. OK. Yeah, I Mm-hmm. So the, the, the first thing is to say, okay, now how am I perpetuating this problem inside myself that is then being magnified by my external circumstance? And, um, the, the reason to find that is because then you can say, okay, if I were to give myself more respect, if I were to listen to myself more, what would that look like? And do you have a sense of what you could do to either listen to yourself more or respect yourself more? Yes. I mean, it definitely um, has to do with self-care and um, shifting of my mindset somewhat as well. 
Okay. So can you, can you give me an example of what that would be like? So if you were to shift your mindset or you were to engage in more self-care that would give you this feeling of being heard and respected, mm-hmm. give me an example of something that you might do. Well, a lot of it, I, you know, in my mentality is, um, you know, I have to work twice as hard to make ends meet when in reality I need to really honor my physical body and my mental state and work less to, so I can be right. of more benefit for my business. But I think just the opposite. Well, if I work more, you know, then I make more and then the bills get paid. But right. it backfires on me. Right. So you have this belief about the way that the world works that's come from your, you know, painful experiences. And then, you know, that gets you into not listening to yourself because when you're under stress, you actually need to take better care of yourself, which is what I heard you say before. But instead of taking better care of yourself, you go into this, I'm going to work even harder, which is disrespectful to what it is that you really need. And it's not listening to what it is that you really need. And then that activates you even further Right. And then what we do is then we go out into the world and we try to find some way that other people can meet that need that we haven't been willing to meet for ourselves. Right. And then it's just like, you're not listening to me and you're not being respectful and da 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 da. And, you know, and we can take that to our business. We can take that just out anywhere that we're interacting with people. And then we're getting progressively further and further away from that kind of nice groove and, and sense of alignment. Yeah. Right. So the thing is like, when you say, well, how can I do this? The, how can I do this is recognizing that in this situation where things are strained or things are changing, you get activated. And then what you need to do is actually the opposite of what you have habitually learned to do. And that is instead of working so hard and sort of disregarding your own needs, it's actually paying attention to them more. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then that brings you back to that place of being in alignment. And that might actually shift your perspective on how to handle the situation. Exactly. Have you had experiences like that before in the past where you've been able to kind of like you know, stop and shift and then see a real, uh, even more positive outcome? Well, yes, I, I find that if I don't react instantly, which that was a challenge for me, not to just react in a negative way. Um, I find that if I walk away from it and spend time just thinking it over and actually talking to, you know, friends about it or, you know, my husband and just getting other people's intake on it. And then, you know, days can go by and I feel like, okay, I'm refreshed from it and I can approach it in a completely different manner. And it usually works out to my benefit. Um, It's just remembering that and practicing that more and not trying to stay in the frazzled state. Right. Okay. So, so also really great illustration of where you are in this process of changing over, right? So you have enough awareness of the dynamics that when I asked you questions like, where does that come from or what can you do about it? You can readily answer it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you are at the place where what if reminded, right? If you take that time to pause or after a little time has gone by, you recognize, oh, wait, I want to approach this in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. But you haven't quite gotten to the place that as soon as that the stimulus is there, that you are able to make a different choice. Right, that you're able to then move into caring for yourself. So Mm -hmm. all you're doing there, and that's just like, that's the natural, you know, for people listening, that's the natural process that happens. First, you're basically aware, and then you're able to slowly bring in more and more of the behavior more quickly, right? And at this point in time, it's like, oh, I know the most important thing for me to do is to remember, right? And... So you can put in something that that is like a, a cue for you, right? It's almost like creating a – if there is a change in staff, I, I know, right? I know that that is the crossroads for me. I know that I have a choice here. And so it's like instead of even waiting for any time to pass and for the reaction to start, it's almost starting to train yourself to say, okay, changes in staff are going to happen. Conflicts are going to happen, right? What can I put in place that like raises a little flag as soon as that change starts to happen so that I can have that moment of awareness that brings me into that place of being able to make choices that are good for me? Mm-hmm. Do you have a sense of what you might be able to do to like speed up that process a little bit more? I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I understand that change is for the better, but always happens for the better. But I'm still in that position where it's taken me just a little bit longer for the acceptance of it and for me to just, you know, stand in my power and say, okay, now I have to act and move forward. Um, so I don't know what I can do right now. Well, I think happen. the... Okay, I think that that is a little bit of a step over. I think that your your step right now is when that, it, as soon as that happens, to move into that place of really respecting and taking care of yourself. Not of feeling positively about the situation. Mm-hmm. Not about being able to handle it well. That's almost pushing yourself too far. It's actually about saying, okay, what I need is to be heard and to feel respected. And, you know, and I know that I do that through talking with others who are supportive of me and through taking care of myself. Oh. That's the step that y- you want to move into. And then the rest, that will follow. Yeah. But the, it sounds so easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, you know, whenever you're bringing an awareness to a situation, it's always by like these little increments. It's just like, okay, well, you know, how do I walk myself just a little bit faster in this direction? Um, you know, so that I spend less time feeling frazzled and out of control. Um, so what I would say is if you are still feeling unsettled about this situation, that right now, you could move just in the direction of, okay, well, if I'm not completely settled about this, how is it that I need to listen to myself or be more respectful of myself? What is it that you could do today to give yourself more of that? Okay. So I guess it would just be honoring how I feel, what I need, whether it just be just to shut off, 
you know, from speaking to people or just give myself a break or go for a walk or call a friend. I'm, those are all things that do help. So Okay. So those are things that could help. So what is at least one of them that you're willing to commit to doing as soon as possible? Um, well, I already had started that today. So I actually took the time and gathered my thoughts and contacted the person that I needed to contact and, um, stood okay. in. Okay, so one thing here mm-hmm. is that you are moving to the solution again. Okay. Which is actually, I mean, that's, you know, you're a highly competent person, so you're moving towards the solution. But that's actually not addressing your personal needs as much. Like, you know, the, the problem isn't your ability to handle situations, mm-hmm. right? You're handling them. The, the, the problem here is that even if you are, you're not giving yourself as much as you could mm-hmm. so that you are feeling that sense of well-being and that strength and that connection to who you are. So, um, that's the thing that I would like to see you do more of. Mm-hmm. And you named going for a walk calling a friend, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what well, is, but what? Medit- meditating helps. Um, I okay. feel like it, it refreshes me, it calms, calms my mind, calms my nerves. So that is something that I am trying to do more of because I feel it's very beneficial when I do it. Right. So right at this moment in time, what you can say to yourself is, I am going to respect and listen to myself and give myself more of what I need, right? Mm -hmm. And I am going to do that by fill in the blank. What activity are you going to do that's going to help with that? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me? Oh, I'm going to meditate. Okay. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to do it. When are you going to do it? Um, If the time is right, right then or within, you know, when I can, as soon as it happens. Right. And in, in, in this particular situation, are you still feeling, um, you know, un, ungrounded about it? I feel better about it because I have given myself this time um, to really feel it. And it's been, it's been about a couple of weeks now. So it's, I'm feeling much better about it. Okay. Okay, so this is more preventative for you in the future. Exactly. Um, great. Okay, so as quickly as possible, you're going to give yourself some time, mm-hmm. right? And um, when, you know, if you don't have the uh, awareness right when the problem happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or any, you know, I know that sometimes it's not just like one event. Sometimes it's like an event happens and then other things kind of keep activating that, you know, that one event. Um, so as soon as you start to feel unsettled and agitated, and as soon as you become aware of that, the next step that you're going to do is to do something that really is listening to you and taking care of you rather than trying to solve the situation. Right. Once you get yourself to that place of strength, then you can reapproach the, the situation. But that place of strength is more in line with your 
your purpose and your values. So we want to get you there first. Yeah. Right. And I think the other thing that was also highlighted in here is that, um, you know, you, what else was highlighted in here? I think something else that was highlighted is your, um, uh, willingness to, um, kind of, uh, bring yourself back or, or give to yourself, um, in this kind of this, this deep way before trying to solve problems, um, or take care of business. It's almost like you're negating yourself by just going and kind of taking care of business. And, and then that's making everything a little bit more difficult. So I, I want to, um, kind of emphasize that, um, you know, maybe you could even tell your husband about it too, right? You could mm-hmm. say, Hey, listen, if I come home and I'm complaining about this, this or the other thing, maybe, you know, him or some of your friends could serve to say, Oh, okay. Right. This is what you told me you wanted to hear at this point in time. Right. So that they could serve to be that reminder. Mm-hmm. Would that be helpful? It would be helpful, but, you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, as a society, you're taught to when there's a problem, you fix it. Right. And and if you don't fix it, you're in denial of it. So it's right. like a hard mindset to break, but I'm, I'm doing much better with it. Yeah, right. So it's not about being in denial of it. Mm-hmm. It is about bringing yourself back into that place of alignment with yourself first so that the solution that you're creating is really one that's keeping you on track. Right. And, and ultimately, although we didn't really address it, that's going to have like have a very positive impact on how connected you feel overall to your sense of like purpose. So um, we need to wrap up actually for now um, and go to a break and um, we will, I'll be back just a little bit um, in just a couple minutes. Um, I want to thank you, Carrie, for coming on today and getting some coaching and um, helping ever, everybody else with your, um, you know, your process and your insights. Um, so thanks for coming. Thank you. craving positive change in an area of your life dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected internationally recognized author and facilitator dr kate signer is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world, starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? 
Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. Right before the break, um, we were talking to Carrie, and specifically, we were talking about, you know, how do you stay on track? Um, so, you know, when you when you feel like you're creating from your life purpose, and um, you know, in Carrie's case, with her center, really um, moving into um, and creating from this this deep desire to provide healing for people in, in the world, and then you have these negative or challenging circumstances come up and you say, oh, you know, like you start to doubt yourself, you start to question, am I even going in the right direction? Should it be this hard? You know, do I even want to keep doing this? All those things that come up um, when, when we meet a challenge, what is, what that's actually saying is we have depleted ourselves, we have, you know, kind of lowered our, you know, our overall ability to be, you know, positive and to be connected. And, um, and so then, like, as you kind of move down um, that uh, scale and you, you move down from feeling really, you know, positive and excited and connected to your, your life purpose. And then you start to go to this place of like, ugh, I don't even know if this is right anymore. That's because you've been depleted. That's because you've moved from this more positive place to a less positive place. And so the whole world is looking different at this point in time. And in while it's looking differently, then you are um you are not in a place of being able to really uh get the benefit from um or create in alignment with your life purpose. So that piece of taking care of yourself and meeting those unmet needs is actually what helps you be able to feel realigned with your life purpose again, feel excited about it. So once again, it's not that you've, you know, it's not that in Carrie's case, she's no longer connected with her life purpose. It's that once she starts to acknowledge those um, and take care of those needs that dampen who she is and how she is in the world, then naturally in being in that stronger place, it's easier to create from um, and be connected to this this life purpose, right? So it's actually by addressing the personal needs that bring us into more positive place and and a deeper place with ourselves that we are able to then move forward again with this sense of life purpose. Right, so that's actually a, a very important uh, dynamic when it when it comes to life purpose. That um, it's like, it, how do we keep 
on track with it. We keep on track with it by taking really great care of ourselves um, and so that we can have that powerful and deep connection with ourselves. Okay. So before we go today, we've got a little bit more time. I want to talk about another aspect of life purpose. And um, this is something I hear from people all the time, which is what if it's something, uh, you know, bad things make you feel good, right? So if I just went and this is, this is kind of how it shows up. People will say something like, if I just did the things that felt good to me um, all the time, then I would be and then fill in the blank, right? Um, something. I'd sleep all the time. I'd eat all the time. I'd, you know, whatever it is that I would do all the time. And, um, and so, so they say, or, you know, I'd never exercise or, so how can I really trust this sense of what, you know, I feel like I want to do, right? Um, and I, this, this is such an important, uh, topic when it comes to moving in the direction of what feels good to us, right? And what I'm going to suggest that you do is that you just bring more attention and more awareness to it. Because even when you are drawn to something, um, that is, uh, perceived as less healthy, there is a lot that can be learned about you and about your overall purpose in life from that. So um, uh, my first question would be something like, is what you're saying is um, uh, destructive for you? Say it's eating, right? And uh, say when you, uh, you get stressed out, it feels really good to eat, right? And, uh, and so you say, well, if I were to just, um, you know, do this and just kind of indulge this, this desire of mine, then I would, um, start to, I would just, you know, I would gain a ton of weight and I'd be unhealthy and all of that kind of stuff. Well, okay. So let's just take this and move into it. So something that you love is food, right? Um, something that makes you feel good is eating. Now, if you move into that, is there a point in that process, if you do it mindfully, where it actually stops feeling as good, right? That would be one place to gather some information. Oh, okay, I'm doing this. And then there's this point where it stops feeling as good. Okay, well, what would you prefer to do, right? What is now exciting and passionate and positive for you, right? So that's one way to start to move yourself in a new direction. The other thing would be, what is the need that I'm fulfilling this way? What is it that I'm really wanting that I am, uh, I am trying, like this need that I'm really trying to get met through this behavior? And then that is a really positive thing. Okay, well, if I'm trying to get this specific need met, what if I were to try to meet it in another way as well? Kind of like when we were talking about Carrie, if you need to be heard and be respected, how else can you bring that into your life rather than trying to get it from people who can't give it to you, right? So what are other ways that you might be able to bring that into your life? And um, and also, how does this desire inform you? So the fact that it makes you feel good 
you know, and, um, and, uh, how does that inform you about yourself and who you are? And what are all the things that you might be able to learn about deeper aspects of yourself from whatever you're drawn to, even if sometimes you use that in, um, a way that's, you know, um, also has detrimental aspects to it. So as usual, I'm saying bring awareness to these areas that are, are, um, are challenging for you. Bring awareness, um, when you feel like doing something where you say, well, but bad things make me feel good. Bring awareness to that situation and, and learn to listen to yourself more and more deeply. Because regardless of what situation you're in, just like I was saying before, you know, you can't get away from your life purpose, regardless of what you're doing, how you're acting, all of that different stuff, there is information about what is truly, truly and deeply important to you. Um, And that is an expression of your life purpose. Before we wrap up for the day, um, there's just a couple more minutes. I want to remind you, and I think that has been very clear in this conversation about life purpose, but I do want to say it again, which is that your purpose is not necessarily a vocation, right? That we talk about it a lot of times in terms of a vocation, but, you know, it, it, it is, can be, um, but it is not necessarily. It is really about you know, the fullest and deepest expression of who you are and that having meaning and significance for you, right? And so regardless of how you do that, the big ways, the small ways, and in fact, doing that in all the small ways is just as important, um, if not more important than uh, living it out as a vocation. It's that that gives you the sense of, yes, This is why I do these things. This is why I make these choices. This is why I've put my life together this way. And that's that deep sense of meaning that people are looking for from a life purpose. That's why we go down this road anyway, is to have this sense, deep sense of meaning, which we can bring to every moment of our life, every aspect of our life, just by cueing into how and where we feel connected, what resonates with us, what's in alignment with us, what brings us this sense of joy. And in any way that you can do more of that in your life and bring more of that in your life, you will create more meaning for yourself. And um, that is a worthy and supportive goal. And a true, true gift of, of finding your life purpose. So, uh, thank you very much for joining me today on Real Answers and talking about life purpose and specifically what it is and isn't. I look forward to you talking, I look forward to talking with you next week, um, on the show. Um, and I will see you then. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.